Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stay together and stay active all year and, and just play really well and win games. That's what we want. It's time for the Ben Cherrington Show. Every Sunday on the Pirates Radio Network. For all Pirates breaking news, updates, and information, as well as a chance to win exclusive prizes, follow the Pirates on Twitter at Pirates to Snapchat. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pirates. And on Instagram at Pittsburgh Pirates. Find out more at Pittsburgh.com slash connect. It's the Ben Cherrington Show. Every Sunday on the Pirates Radio Network. Welcome to Lone Depot Park here in Miami, Florida. We're getting you set for baseball this afternoon. The Pirates and the Marlins. The Pirates have won four straight series for the first time since their 11-game winning streak back in July of 2018, playing some of their best baseball. And here on the Ben Charrington Show, we are joined by a, a pleasure to be joined by Steve Williams, the Pirates Senior Director of Player Personnel, joining us here today here in Miami with us. And, uh, Steve, first I wanted to get to know you. Thanks for coming on and spending some some time with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah. So uh, first of all, uh, uh, what are you what are you checking out? What what are you doing here in Miami following the club? What is uh, your role with with the club? This is a new role for you here in 21. Uh, yes, it is. So uh, as, as senior director player personnel, uh, one of the duties for me is is I get a chance to go through our whole system, mm -hmm. uh, watch all of our players from the major leagues all the way down to our Gulf Coast League clubs. So this is what one of my trips coming in to see our team, get a chance to Know, watch our players, see how they're doing, the progressions that they've made, uh, and get a chance to sit down and talk to our staff and be with them and share and give them what I've seen through our system and just see where they're at and uh, get a pulse of the club. And so for your role and anybody uh, in the front office within uh, baseball player personnel, uh, this is one of those things where, and, and I'm, I'm asking rather than telling, but uh, you have an opinion and you share it. Oh, this might, uh, in a few of these ways, differ from uh, slightly what someone else has seen, and then maybe you kind of collaborate. Is that how this team works and most teams work in, in yes, terms of yes. trying to evaluate? We, we try to deploy a lot of our scouts and our coaches, and when they go through our system, we want to see players at a different, different, all different times of the year to see where their progressions are, mm -hmm. what they're doing, what they've been working on, and what we're seeing. And so the coaches will see it from the field level. We'll see it from the stand level. And we want to continue to always evaluate our staff, our players. We want to know our players. And that's extremely important for us as we walk through their development and, and getting to know them and getting to know who they are and what they are and how they fit on our major league club down the road. So we're always going to be evaluating our players all the time and looking at things, whether it be from our pro analyst group, whether it be from our pro scouts, whether it be from myself. We're always going to be looking at our players and evaluating where they are on their progression and, their, and of their development. So what it sounds like to me is uh, if you're a, a major league coach and you're with the player every day, 
you are going to look at things a little bit differently than, say, uh, if you're sitting in the stands, you have not been as closely connected. Uh, you know what's going on in general, but maybe not all of the uh, ups and downs every day. Um, so you can say, all right, has whatever they've been working on, is it translating? Whereas maybe a, a coach where they have more detail, uh, but they also could be a little bit more, since they're so invested, uh, you see what I mean? There can be a yeah, contrast. Oh, yeah, there. Is course. that why you, I mean, you, you our do coaching, that? Yeah, our yeah. coaching staff, I mean, they know these players inside and out. They know mm -hmm. them daily. They know what they're going through. They get a chance to talk to them, and they know the men. And we as scouts, we, we talk about we're trait-based, tools-based. Mm -hmm. You know, how does the tools reply? What do they do? And how does that fit on a major league club? And where are they on their progression? And we, we, we draft players, we trade for players because they have traits and they have tools. And then we want to come in and we want those traits and tools to eventually become skills. And our coaches are involved with developing those skills, allow them to be players. So we want to see those progressions. Our coaching staff, they're going to know these guys really intimately because they spend so much time with them. Mm -hmm. And we come in to continue to, to, to learn about the player as well. And what are they going through? How are they making adjustments? So when I come in and I get a chance to spend time with our coaches, Okay, where is this player in their progression? And how is the player doing? Where they're at? What's going on with them? You know, not just on the field, but personally. What mm -hmm. are they dealing with? Whether and getting getting that pulse of where they are and how fast they're developing, one, mentally, and then also physically. Now, this is good insight from Steve Williams, the Pirates Senior Director of Player Personnel. Uh, you've worked in pro scouting. Uh, you were the director of pro scouting for the Pirates uh, in recent years. And uh, evaluating your own players can there be another benefit to that? Let's say uh, the Pirates have made some trades, right? Yes. Um, so when you're trading away players, uh, you better know them better than the other team. Not, not to say that they're not getting good players back. Uh, for instance, uh, you look at the Padres trade with Joe Musgrove. Uh, he's had a, fine, a very fine year. He's excellent. He's had his best season. I think the Pirates probably knew that when they traded him, and so did the Padres. Uh, that's why they suspected that and wanted to make a trade for him. But you're getting other players in return that benefit the Pirates more for what the Pirates are trying to do and vice versa. Uh, but but you better know your team, right, uh, oh, better yes. than ever, it's, anybody. It's extremely important. Yeah. We want to know what the value of our players are. And and so and just as Joe, and, and we love Joe. I, I love the man, and and we and so when we go through those type of trades, we have to know what his value is to, to one to know we're going to get back what we want, mm -hmm. what our threshold is going to be for what we want to get back in those trades. So for us, getting to know our players and who they are and what they are and what their value is extremely, extremely important. And we talk about it all the time, and so knowing how they fit on the major league club is extremely important for us and for our club, but also if we have to trade, what would we get back for that? What's the threshold for that player? And then we do all our comparisons with previous trades, trades in the past, what players came back in those trades as well. So we do a really, really deep dive. So we have to know what the value is of our players. And the other thing I would think too is, okay, uh, you're not trading most of your players. Most of your players, you hope that, in fact, all your players, you probably all wish uh, that remain Pittsburgh Pirates and excel with the Pirates. So, uh, but that has to probably do with Let's let's say uh, this is an easy one for for me. Prior to this year, it was easy to see that the Pirates had a dearth of, of, of catchers in the minor league system. There just weren't that many uh, catchers that you could project to be major league contributors. Now I think there's some guys in there. So that's what, one of the things that you, you maybe do right through the system. And you say, hey, or even at the major league level, we might be thin in this department. We might have a surplus in this department because of what we think from our guys. Oh yes, we and, and that's the thing was we go through our system. We want to know where, you know, where are the areas that we need growth, mm -hmm. or areas that we are not as strong in, and catching is one of those. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was one of those. Um, 
we felt that we didn't have as many. And in the last trades and the draft and, and, and some of the acquisitions that we've had here of late, we've added a lot of catchers to our system mm-hmm. and a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. And we're very, very happy with them. I was talking with Sherlock this morning on catching and developing those catchers and how we go about that process and what was extremely important to have as we teach those young men what they need to do at the big league level. So now we, we have them. Now how do we, how do we develop them? And it's going to be a, a, a whole organizational approach to that. And he was giving me some insights as I can go back to Ben and talk about that, go back and talk to our coaching staff about how do we want to continue to develop our catching because now it's, it's become something that we have a lot of mm-hmm. and we feel very comfortable. We never have enough of good players. <laughs> right? Scouts, you know, we, we, we talk about this. We want more players. We want good players. And we're always wanting to try to add. And so for us as an organization, we're trying to add players all the time. And, and in, in our acquisition process, whether it be our international process, our amateur group, our pro group, we're trying to bring in as much talent as we can. We never have enough. We want, we want to be able to have so many players that we have to make really tough decisions. So that's what our goal is, is, is just continue to bring in good players every day. And the Pirates have used 60 different players on the Major League roster. That uh, speaks to what Steve Williams is talking about. He's the Pirates' Senior Director of Player Personnel, and he's visiting with us here on this Sunday. we got more from Steve coming up right here on the Pirates Radio Network. We're back on the Pirates General Manager Show. We're visiting with Steve Williams, the Pirates Senior Director of Player Personnel, joining us here from Miami. Pirates and the Marlins coming up. Pirates going for a sweep here today. They've won 8 of 11. And uh, I wanted to ask you about, it gets talked about a lot uh, on Jackie Robinson Day, of course, uh, but rarely outside of that week about uh, baseball's participation with African-American players, uh, youth. And there is the RBI program, of course. And and I want to know just how much that is important uh, because the Pirates especially, we were just celebrating the all-minority team uh, from 50 years ago. And the Pirates uh, of the 70s were a team that was very diverse uh, ethnically uh, from all different walks of life, different countries, uh, different backgrounds, and they were fun. And and, um, I'm wondering if some players um, are going to football, basketball, um, other sports, uh, that maybe would come to baseball in the past. And and your thoughts on all that. Yeah, I I think that it's always going to be competition for the best talent. Mm -hmm. And so... As we walk through the best talent, um, we're going to have that competition. And I think that if you noticed last night, as you looked on the field, we had 14 minority players playing. I did not notice, but right. yeah. That's the great point. I see. That, that you didn't notice. Uh-huh. So there's so many groups of people that are not in the big leagues that are working in these communities and putting in so much work to develop this talent. We... I hear people always talk where the kids aren't playing. And I'll push back because the kids are playing. Mm-hmm. Then they're not getting the visibility of some of the major showcases. Uh, but there are a lot of good men and women who are working and who are establishing good pipeline of prospects um, that are allowing that are coming up to the major leagues. As you look through, like next year, going through the draft, top three or four players are African-American. And like this past year, what we did in the draft ourselves with, with Lonnie White, with Balin Bishop, and then looking on the field last night, you had Hayes and Tucker and Alford and, and what the Marlins had on the field as well. There is, there is a group of people, what, which Major League Baseball was doing with Tony Regas and his group, and 
what we've done in, in with, with the with the MVP. We have this tournament called the MVP tournament in Atlanta that we've been running for the last 18 years for kids from communities look like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have, last count, there were over 200 kids that got college scholarships out of that program. That's terrific. That people didn't yeah. know about. So yeah. for us, it's, it's, we have to make sure that people are visibility and yeah. people that are aware of what these groups are doing. And mm-hmm. if you start going to Division One college programs, every program that I went to this year as an amateur, I think maybe one college team did not have a minority on it. Okay. So yeah. they're, they're playing. So the, phallic, the the people are saying, well, the kids aren't playing. Yes, they are. They're playing. We need to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. So every time we say, or well, our kids are not playing, and if, if another kid is listening, he stops playing. Mm-hmm. So we need to promote it more. We need to talk about it. We need to promote our big league players more, the ones that are here, and get them in the community and the things that we're doing in the RBI, RBI program all over the country and the things that the MLB is doing and, and groups like the MVP, groups like – the Chicago the White Sox have a group that they do in, in, in Chicago. They've produced a ton of players and a ton of players that have played Major League Baseball. And now Ed Howard came out of that program, all those things. So as we work through it, just more visibility. And the RBI programs are doing that. And our scouting staffs of every Major League organization and the guys that I – especially when, and I know we'll talk a little bit about the Buck O'Neill Association yes. here a little bit. Yeah. They have extended their, their services and they've gone out and they're working in the community and they're giving back. And so when people, when the players see players that look like me, mm-hmm. they know I have an opportunity to do this. And when we talk about it, and, and it's a great point last night, you didn't notice that it was a diverse <laughs> group of players. So that means we were doing it the right way. Yeah, and, you know, one thing that uh, when we're talking with, with Steve Williams, he's the Pirates Senior Director of Player Personnel. One of the things that uh, I've talked with from players of, of, of all, uh, I'm thinking of Adrian Hauser, who's a Brewers pitcher, a Caucasian pitcher, and uh, Andrew McCutcheon, who was here, of course. Um, but both those guys had major roadblocks because of um, not having uh, parents that were well off, and so they couldn't go to showcase circuit. So uh, how did they get found? Well, they were immense talents, and eventually there were some people that helped them along the way. But right. but this happens a lot, right, is, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, and, and, and that's the main reason that we started the group, the MVP tournament mm-hmm. in Atlanta, was so that we could touch that group of people. Yeah. So when they come, like most of these showcases, they cost a lot of money. And it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So we, this showcase, and we have teams that come from Chicago, L.A., North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, Florida, and we do this tournament. We'll have you know, six teams, and we bring them in. It costs the kids 150 bucks. Yeah. And they get a chance to play three games. They get a chance to go to a major league game as well. And then we do a symposium. And we teach the parents about how to get through the clearinghouse. And we have all the different colleges. Oh, that's colleges. fantastic. And we have the, all the different Because there's colleges. a system that's there's, in place there's now. There's a system in place. With, 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 because, uh, right, as scouts, you go to the showcase circuit. And, and this can be thousands of dollars when you think about hotel rooms and all the equipment that takes place. And so Hauser, Hauser from rural Oklahoma, Andrew McCutcheon from, I guess, rural Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so it's, it's in cities. It's in rural areas. It's, it's, you know, the different parts of the country where you know, you may not be able to make a whole lot of money, and so yes. you got to find a way to, to find that talent. Yeah, and so, and so as we and create... And baseball's being selfish, too, oh, because no they, want, they no, want the talent. No, no doubt. Right. And so yeah. as we give these... And what, and what we've done in, in these early showcases mm-hmm. is that we've gotten our younger players, the ninth grader, the 10th grader, and we've pushed them, and, and they know they have an opportunity to go play. We've given them some visibility, and we have coaches that have come in, 
small college coaches, major division one college coaches, and we promoted them very, very well. And now we have scouts coming into them as well because scouts, we love talent, right? Yes. We love good players. So when, we, when you produce an event that's really good and it has really good players, we're going to go where they are, where they are. So that's what we've been trying to do. So it comes in, it's an educational process too. So as you talk to the coaches, we get them to understand what they have to do to help train these young men about how to play the game. There's a proper way. And then getting them to understand how they promote those players as well, how they do it themselves and how they coach. So we do coaches clinics as well. Because we, we want to educate everyone. They can give it to the players. The players are better. And at the end of the day, who benefits the most? We do it at the major league level. Because now those players get a chance to be drafted. We get a chance to see them on our field. So as we work through this process, and it's, and it's taking time, yeah. right? Yeah. Because as I said, we're, we're in competition for those athletes with other sports. So we have to put a lot of energy into this, and it's going to take time. And what's the one thing that's really hard to do? Play baseball. Yes. It's really, really hard. You need a lot of time. Yeah, need yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. So. Steve Williams uh, joining us here. And you're very much involved, uh, the Buck O'Neill Scouts Association. Uh, tell us about that organization. Why is that important to you? Well, I'm the president of it, and we've been now, we're going into our 21st year mm -hmm. as an association. And it's extremely important, one, because it's Buck. Mm -hmm. So when we, years ago, uh, Danny Montgomery, Fred Wright, who both were area scouts with me in the Carolinas, we wanted to get everybody together. We wanted to do something that was going to be a little bit different. And everybody has different associations, the, the Midwest Scouts Association, Southeast Scouts Association. But we wanted to do something where we were giving back to the community that, that looked like us mm -hmm. and to, to scouts who that look like us who, have the, who want to get better and improve. And initially, we were just trying to get everybody together and then do a clinic in a community. And when we started, when we decided how we were going to name this group, we did not want to name it the Black Scouts Association. Mm -hmm. we, wanted to name it, we wanted to name it because it's a baseball association. Anybody who's in baseball, they can be a member of this. So we go, who do we want to name this after? And we went, it's got to be Buck. Mm -hmm. Because Buck opened doors for us, one of the first African-American scouts and coaches in all of baseball. So we flew out to... Kansas City at the time, I was living in North Carolina, Danny and Fred, myself, and we asked for him to allow us to name it after him. And as we sat and we talked to him, we talked to him what, what our ultimate goal was for the group, he was just excited. And one of, one of, probably one of the biggest things for us is we had a chance to have our meeting and, you know, later on in years in Kansas City. He had a chance to come and speak to the group. Oh, wow, that's And neat. so when he walked in and he saw scouts and coaches and he was the big reason that we all got into the business. Because I remember the first time I met him, he asked me what my goals were in baseball. And, and, and he came in that room and he talked to everybody. He didn't want to leave. So we wanted to name it out to someone that where, where people would go, this is something that's special because it's Buck. And, and we were just trying to continue his legacy, one. And the other is to give back. And, so, and, and, and what's happened with it, it's become a huge mentoring group and development group. So we, we meet once a year, um, and we bounce around all around the country so everybody can get a chance to come. And we will teach, we'll train, we'll talk about baseball, we'll talk about growth, we'll talk about how do you get promoted, how do you develop yourself, what do you need to read. We're bringing speakers. We've had the commissioners come in and spoke, spoken to us. Tony Clark has come in. We bring in all different people. Uh, we've had people come in as personal development and just talk to our, our, our group. And it's been really, really good. It's been really fulfilling for us. 
I've been trying to get out of the president's chair for like the last three years, but they <laughs> won't let me. Uh, and it means a lot to us because, you know, we get a chance to touch a lot of people and we get to touch a lot of young men and women who have passion for the game and they don't know how to get in. Mm-hmm. And we give them a lot of advice and we mentor. And, and one of my one of my mantras, and it's come from my father, too, was, you know, you need to have a mentor. You need to have a peer to peer mentor who call who. who who can check you and tell you, hey, you're not doing the right things, and then you need to, and then you need to mentor someone as well. Well, I've had a ton of mentors in this game, mm-hmm. and so I'm just trying to give back. We're trying to give back, and we're trying to continue to grow the game as well and give everybody an opportunity. I've been very fortunate and blessed to be in this game now 34 years, um, and I just want to continue, and I know our staff wants to continue with the buck, giving everybody the opportunity to get a chance to stay in this, the business for a long time. So you can look it up. I want to make sure I say the whole name. Uh, it's the Buck O'Neill Professional Baseball Scouts and Coaches Association. So yes. you look it up if you want to find out more about that. We overdue for a break. We got more from Steve Williams coming up right after this here on the Pirates Radio Network. Baseball coming up for you after the top of the hour. The Pirates going for a clean sweep of these Marlins. And uh, one more with uh, a couple more segments with, uh, with Steve. Kind enough to join us here in person. And I wanted to ask you about the, the tying everything we were talking about last segment with the Pirates and last year, there was a, a Building Bridges series, that uh, video series that I thought was really informative for me. Josh Bell was in town last week uh, and just thanked him for increasing my awareness specifically. But and a lot of people's awareness. I think a lot of people uh, have, have gotten a lot out of that. Why was that important? Why is uh, you hear the phrase diversity and inclusion in the workplace, right. uh, not just with the pirates, but ever, everywhere. Why is that important? Uh, and what are the pirates doing? And, and tell us uh, your involvement. Uh, with all the things I just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, we've... Uh, In 10 minutes or less. <laughs> I'll, I'll try that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, it, you know, what we've done coming out of last year mm-hmm. uh, with some of the things that happened socially, um, we, we made a big, big effort to talk about what diversity, equity, inclusion really means. Mm-hmm. And what it really means to us is it's a pirate. Um, and with, with our leadership group, you know, with Bob, Travis, and Ben, you know, they ask us, hey, can you guys step into this and jump, you know, and, and work through what does it look like for us? And so in the last year, between the business side and the baseball side, we have talked about what do we need to do and how do we need to get better as an organization? How, how do we need to be inclusive and have equity and be diverse? And we, and we like, when you talk to most people, when they hear DE&I, they go, well, it's, it's, it's about black or women. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about it in that that realm we talk about it in it's about diversity of thought mm-hmm. it's about inclusion who are we bringing in and are we giving people the power to be the best that they could possibly be so as we work through this process as we work through and then some of the things that we want to do in the community as well and building bridges is part of that as well and so for us is how do we continue to be the best that we can be and promote fairness and equity and give everybody the opportunity to be the best that they can be as well and so as we walk through this and we have wonderful groups on the business side and the baseball side. And we've talked about a lot of different topics, one pertaining to just the Pirates, but pertaining to what we are doing within our community as well. How do we have to continue to have the outreach? How do we continue to bring quality people into our organization and we be fair to them as well? And how do we onboard? How do we source? We, we talk about how do we change behavior 10%? Because mm-hmm. right? you're not going to change everybody's behavior, right? not 100%. So if we can get one of our managers to source differently and look for different people and not go to the same sources, we're going we're gonna to bring in more diversity, more, more, more diversity of thought, 
people to have different views, and we're going to be stronger for it. Now we have a very open dialogue. We have a lot of good things. And then it becomes, this is what we do as pirates, right? And so for us, it's, it's continue to stay strong and continue to teach and train. I had a conversation with Andy Bass this day. We were talking about what we're doing in, in, in this space. And we, and we bring our staff in, and we've had a ton of volunteers within our organization who this means something to them. They feel it, right? And we've, getting, we've gotten into so many different conversations and how we can take those conversations and put into action items where it allows us as pirates to be better. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're starting that process. We're working hard at it. We're working hard on the business side. We're working hard on the baseball side. And it's allowed us to, to – and, and what happens at the end of this that it will, our, our workforce will be diverse, and no one will even know that it is diverse. Yeah. They won't even pay attention to it. And everyone, if you can get everyone to be at their best, then the Pirates are at their best, and, well, then that's good. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. We're visiting with Steve Williams, Pirates Senior Director of Player Personnel. One more break, and more with Steve right after this on the Pirates Radio Network. Back for a final segment with Steve Williams, and I wanted to ask you about uh, the Pirates' progression. And it, uh, the Tigers were in town the other day, and you used to work for the Tigers at, at, in a very interesting part of their recent history. 2003, uh, they came into the final six games of the season. They were 38 and 118. This team's better than that, but you, you, get, the, you get the drift. Uh, they're at a low point or near a low point in their franchise. They went five out of six to end the season, uh, and they felt like that was the playoffs. It was loud at uh, Comerica Park. And then... I sign a free agent, and then uh, the guys that are coming up through their system get better. And by 2006, they're winning, or they're they're winning the pennant, and they're at, in the World Series. Uh, do you see any parallels forming with those uh, that group of Detroit Tigers teams and this Pittsburgh Pirates organization now? Yeah, I was there in Detroit when we. That's why we I asked you that. the question. So yeah, I, I see a lot of parallels. I see that as as. As I've come in here this week and been with Shelton and staff and how this team has continued to play hard mm-hmm. and they continue to work and they continue to get better. Uh, and I look at our – as I've been through our system and you look at what, what our coaches have done in Bradenton, they're in the playoffs. In Greensboro, they're in the playoffs. You look at the prospects that we have both in Altoona and, and the guys that we, that we have in Indy as well and not talk about the guys that we just drafted. Um, we, we, we feel we have, we have some exciting talent coming, um, and now we have to continue to mold in that talent. And I think with the coaching staff that we have and what John Baker and his staff has done and challenging our players to get better and giving them situations where they can, they can go and improve. And the, the atmosphere is, is, I mean, when you walk into our players, our minor league players, and even here, you feel it. Mm-hmm. And it feels really, really good. You know, normally when you walk into a clubhouse and a team who's not, had not been very successful. In player, late September. In late September, players can be extremely selfish. Mm-hmm. They're worried about their own stats. They're worried about a lot of different things. I, I don't see that. Right? And, and, I, and our players in the minor leagues, if you see this, that young Bradenton club we have, and there are a lot of babies on there, <laughs> they cheer for each other. They're, they're, they're really good teammates. And, they want to see each other be successful. You see the same thing in Greensboro. You see the same thing in, in Altoona. And they're working to, to improve and get better. And especially coming off of COVID year, where these players did not play, the improvements that all of our players have made during the season has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was going through looking some of the, through, through some of our players today, 
And, and the Florida State League is really hard. It's hard to maintain. And you look at some of the impact numbers, the power numbers some of our young players have, and what they've done there uh, has been – you go, wow. And you look at what the same thing in Greensboro and the same thing in, in Altoona. So, for me, there, there's – I'm very excited. And I'm biased to that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I'm, I'm very excited about where but we are. But you've seen a lot of baseball, too. I've so. seen a lot of baseball as well. And, yeah. I, I could tell if you, you're a little muted in your praise. That Yeah, I am. Yeah. No, I mean, no. you you wouldn't be as glowing as, as you are, I think, uh, if that were the case. But so uh, the, the, the the roots are forming. Uh, but I really like how this team has played over the last two weeks or so because it speaks to that. And then the guys that I've talked to in the minor league system as well uh, for our Saturday interviews, they talk about how much they love their teammates. And, and, and you got to have talent and you got to have players playing well. And they are down in the, down on the farm, too. Uh, but that seems to matter when you look back at, at, at winning teams in the past. I, we're, we're, we're running out of time. Yeah, I mean, I, and I'll say this. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time. This is baseball. This is fun. Yes, it is. And we want to have fun. We want our scouts to have fun. We want our coaches. We want our players. We want to be able to continue to just go out here and enjoy this job that we do. Well, I enjoyed this last yeah, 33 you. minutes with you, Steve. Thank you so much. Steve Williams, Pirates Senior Director of Player Personnel, joining us. We've got baseball for you coming up. It is fun. Pirates and the Marlins. Pirates going for the sweep. It's right after this on the Pirates Radio Network. Perfect. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.